When, the, when words are repeated in the Bible, I think I've said this many times, remember it is for emphasis. When words are repeated, God is trying to remind us, remind us, remind us. God is trying to catch our attention. Look, I protect you. Look, I am your help. Look, I keep you. I guard you. I take care of you. I am the one. Lift up your eyes. So whatever we are going through, whatever we are facing, the Lord will never let our foot slip. So don't just look at the circumstances. Lift up our eyes to the Lord, to Yahweh, the maker of heaven and earth. Hello, and welcome to the FBC Sermon Podcast. Today's sermon is entitled, Lift Up Your Eyes by Lily So, and was based on Psalm 121, one through eight. We hope you enjoyed today's sermon. Good to see all of you here this morning, those who are online joining our service this morning and those who are here in person. It's good to gather together in the house of the Lord, worshiping Him together. Amen? This morning, I want to ask all of us a question. How many of you, when you walk, right? When you walk. So walking is something that's like auto, uh, kind of automatic. We don't really think about how, how, how do I take the next step, right? So we just walk. So how many of us, when you walk, you walk with your eyes looking to the sky? So I see Kara laughing. That's like ridiculous, right? So we don't walk like this, do we? So if you're smart, we won't do that because you'll probably walk into a wall or into a ditch, isn't it? It's not normal. In order to be safe and to know where we are going, usually we kind of look ahead. We just kind of look ahead or look at the path a little bit and, and kind of a kind of a peripheral vision, just kind of walking in so that we are safe. We know where we're going. We're going to the destination that, that we have planned. Similarly, sometimes when we have problems or challenges in our lives, we tend to focus on the problem. Is it not true? Because we're thinking, God has given, us, has given us a thinking mind, an intelligent mind. So we are trying to think, how can we solve the problem? So our minds, our attention is totally given to the problem. But sometimes what is logical doesn't work in the spiritual. Instead of focusing on the problem, God is telling us to lift up our eyes to look at him. We just read the passage, Psalm 121. In verses 1 and 2, if you have the pew Bibles in front of you, I would really encourage you to open it up. Why? Because I'm going to go through the whole passage, and when you look at it, you'll, pro uh, you'll be able to kind of follow along. Verses 1 and 2, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Then comes the question, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So I've been, I've been living here for almost like seven years. Wow, time has passed really fast, isn't it? We're really blessed uh, that the place that we're living around here, uh, we're kind of surrounded by mountains in a way. 
Like if you drive a short distance, like I drove to North Adams, I see Mount Greylock. I live near Mount Skinner, and I've taken up, I've taken hikes up there.、Uh, I've been here for seven years. I have not been to Mount Greylock. <laughs> no, not Mount Greylock. White Mountains. <laughs> so, there, so there are mountains around us, and、uh, but I've been very blessed. I've been to the Grand Canyon in Arizona. Really beautiful. I lived in California, and、uh, where my apartment was, I had a view of the Sierra Madre Mountains. Really majestic. I was blessed to see Mount Fuji in Japan on a clear, sunny day. So people are say, people told me, "You're so blessed because a lot of times、uh, it's cloudy over there. I don't know, maybe high humidity. It's cloudy, and、uh, when people want to go and get a glimpse of it, and you know, it's kind of hidden by the clouds. So I was there. I saw it on a clear, sunny day. Beautiful." I had the time of my life feasting on the towering snowy mountains, traveling from Spain to Andorra. I was really awestruck. I felt so small in the face of these awesome, majestic mountains. Breathtaking, massive, powerful. As much as the as these mountains are awesome and majestic. When the psalmist says, "I lift up my eyes to the mountains," he was actually looking beyond them. The mountains, though majestic and awesome, they could not help him. He then asked the question, "Where does my help come from? Who is my helper?" So you can you can phrase it in in different ways. Where does my help come from? Who is my helper? Now, to me, this sounds like a rhetorical question. A rhetorical question means it does not need an answer because it's so obvious. But when the psalmist asked this question, he wanted to make a point, and he went on immediately to declare, "My help comes from the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth." Was the psalmist in the midst of a treacherous journey? Was he in trouble, facing a difficult circumstance beyond his ability to solve? Whatever the author was going through, he knew one thing: he must do. He lifts up his eyes to the Lord, the Maker of the universe. He knew that God is the one. Who can help him? The Hebrew word for the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth, the Lord is Yahweh. Yahweh means the self-existent one, the eternal God, the one without beginning and end. The I am, that I am. The NIV Study Bible says the name Yahweh. Is a perpetual testimony to the Lord's faithfulness to His promises. Thus, in its usage, it conveys the thought that God is ever present with His people, to save, to help, to deliver, to redeem, to bless, and to keep His covenant with us. 
Yahweh, the maker of heaven and earth, is the one who helps us. So the question, is there trouble? Are you downcast? Are you facing a problem you cannot solve or you know of someone who's going through it right now? Verses 3 and 4 says, He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he watches over Israel. He who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. When I read these verses, I am reminded of my trips to East Timor, visiting uh, mission works. East Timor, though one of the poorest countries in the world, is actually one, also one of the most beautiful countries that I've ever been in. There are stretches of unspoiled beaches and just beautiful, majestic mountains that when I'm driving up the winding mountains, I feel like I'm in Switzerland. That's how beautiful it is. I'm driving, and then as I drive, horses are grazing along the way. They're just, it's so beautiful. Sunny, blue skies. But sometimes when it rains, it floods, and there is no warning. It's not like here, you can turn on your, your weather app and say, hey, tomorrow's going to rain, maybe 60% or something, in 60% of the areas. So you, you know ahead of time. But not in those places. So that day when I was there uh, on, a, on a trip, I was driving a Jeep and driving up the mountain. It had rained heavily. And uh, when we were driving and going along the way, suddenly we saw a stream, a, a, a swollen stream, swollen as like there were turbulent waters. And then, we w and then we looked and I said, hey, wow. It's a stream. It doesn't sound like really wide or dangerous, right? But it was turbulent. And a stream can be wide if you need to cross it. <laughs> so, so when I looked at it, there were just basically a few flimsy planks, kind of from one side to the other side. And the logical thing was, I was focused on the problem, right? So I was looking at it and said, how do we solve? Okay, so I asked the person next to me, I said, <clears throat> is there another way to the town, to the village? No, this is the only way, Pastor. Oh, really? So, so we have to solve the problem, right? So the first thought, I said, can these flimsy planks hold the weight of the Jeep? I was thinking that first, we might it might not hold the weight, or second of all, if just one wrong, slippery move, we're all going to be in the water and flowing down the stream. So that was in my mind. But the Lord was good. Carefully, prayerfully, we kind of drove slowly through and said, Lord, Lord, you're going to see us through. You will not let our foot slip. And we made it successfully through oh, across the stream. <laughs> Thank God. In the times of the psalmist, going on long journeys, crossing mountains and hills, danger lurked at every corner because of wild animals, highway bandits. The sojourner, the traveler, wouldn't know if he was going to make it through a life. There was just dangers on every side. And in verse 3 of chapter 121, it says, The Lord will not let your foot slip. 
The word not can also be translated never, never. So whatever we are going through, whatever we are facing, the Lord will never let our foot slip. So don't just look at the circumstances. Lift up our eyes to the Lord, to Yahweh, the maker of heaven and earth. And the psalmist goes on to say, the Lord who watches over you will not slumber. Now the word not is the same word, so we can read it. The Lord who watches over you will never slumber. You know, sometimes in English language, when you use different words, it has different strength, it has different feel, it has different, uh, it gives us a different kind of uh, meaning, right? So when you say the Lord will not slumber, that's pretty good. But the Lord will never slumber. That is really a, a, a greater impact. And I hope we feel it. God is alert. He's watchful over us at all times. Even when we're asleep at night, he watches over us. His protection is over the known and the unknown, over the seen and the unseen in our lives. And verses 5 to 8, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm, from all evil. He will watch over. He will keep your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forever. Now, verse 8 is an all-encompassing statement. He will watch over your coming and your going. So whether you're at home, whether you're at work, wherever you are, you're on vacation, you're walking along the road, the Lord is watching over us. Now to be protected from evil and harm does not mean that our lives will be a bed of roses. No problems, no challenges, no, problem, no, no, no challenging situation. It does not mean that. What it means is found in Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, because, Lord, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So are we, what are we facing right now? Are you going through some challenges, some situation? You know what? I was kind of uh, listening to a message on, on, uh, by a preacher, and then he said, you know what? When we turn left and right looking straight or whatever, maybe to the back even, like we're surrounded by challenges and troubles. As long as we're in this world, we will face challenges. But Jesus says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So here, God did not promise us that life will be a bed of roses. Everything's going to be smooth. When you come to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, oh God, why did you allow that to happen? God, why am I facing this situation? Or when you're going through some really challenging situation and there's no answer and you're still in the midst of it, it's so trying. Or whatever the challenges right now that you're facing and, and you're still going through it and there's no, just no 
relief or deliverance or an answer and says, God, God, oh my God, Lord, I don't even have the strength anymore. I don't, I don't know if I can do this. I can hold up. Lord, where's your answer? What's going on? See, we're focused on that problem. We're focused on that situation. Instead of, instead of like the psalmist says, lift up your eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? So Psalm 23, 4 says, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, maybe I walked, past tense, or maybe I'm walking through the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil because, Lord, you're with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. So when we're going through challenging times, the verse says the Lord is with us, Yahweh, the I am that I am the self-existent, the eternal God. He is with us. So that is so important and we have to remember that. He is with me. And not only that, his rod and his staff, they comfort me. The shepherd uses the rod largely to beat off the wild animals that come to attack the sheep. And we are the sheep. So Jesus comes and he uses a rod and he beats and he beats and he chases away the danger the evil one that comes to attack us. And the staff is largely used to bring the sheep safely home. And Psalm 23 ends with, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We have a divine inheritance. God wants us to live an abundant life right here in this, uh, on this earth while we are alive. But it does not end here. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There is an eternal inheritance awaiting us. So what we're going through does not end here. There is a hope. There is an eternal hope. And there is hope also in this earth. The Lord will keep us from all harm and all evil, watching over our lives from now until the end of time. You know, to lift up our eyes to the Lord, to believe that He is our help, does not come naturally for most of us. Because, or maybe all of us, because more often than not, we become fearful, worried, and anxious when we face problems. So when I was preparing this, I started smiling to myself. Sounds like an MCQ question multiple choice question are you fearful tick a are you worried are you anxious whenever when i was in school i remember the mcq questions there was always a d all of the above so how many do you tick fearful worried anxious all of the above so when trouble comes a lot of times we we, we kind of feel feel the negative feelings of fear the worry the anxiety so one good tip, suggestion to all of us, preach to yourself. I remember we kind of, I was joking, can't remember who we were joking with, and I said, oh my gosh, that was such words of wisdom from the Lord. Preach it. You know what? I think one of these Sundays you should, you should preach. Oh no, I'm going home, the person said. <laughs> I can do anything for the church, but I'm not going to preach. <laughs> it was kind of funny. So we were kind of laughing. It was like a joke and not like a joke, you know. Uh, 
But in this kind of situation, we have to preach to ourselves all the time, regularly, loudly, persistently, or we will lose faith, or we will become discouraged, or our eyes will be looking down. Because in situations like that, God is telling us, lift up your eyes, lift up your eyes to the mountains. Where does our help come from? So in a way that Solomon is reminding us, so we have to preach to ourselves loudly, declaring the promises of God from his word, declaring Psalm 121 out loud. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will never let my foot slip. He will never slumber or sleep. He watches over me. Indeed, surely, certainly, he who watches over Israel will never slumber or sleep. The Lord will keep me from all evil. He will watch over my life. He will watch over my coming and my going, both now and forevermore. You know, when you look at the passage of 121 in Psalms, basically they're just, it's very short, it's just eight verses. But in these eight verses, I'd like us to pay attention. There is one word that is repeated six times. Same word in Hebrew, repeated six times, but used in different ways. It can mean all these things, and I actually have them in orange color he will keep you so the one word can mean keep he keeps us he's our keeper he's our protector he protects us he preserves us he watches over us he guards our life so it's really interesting right Six times is repeated in eight verses. It can also mean that there is a hedge built around. And uh, the, visual, the visual image can also be like an alert watchman or a shepherd watching over the flock. When, the, when words are repeated in the Bible, I think I've said this many times, remember it is for emphasis. When words are repeated, God is trying to remind us, remind us, remind us. God is trying to catch our attention. Look, I protect you. Look, I am your help. Look, I keep you. I guard you. I take care of you. I am the one. Lift up your eyes. I have, a, I have, a, I have friends, a husband and wife, the husband and I, we've known each other for so many years, and uh, the husband and I were colleagues uh, in, our church, uh, in the church in Singapore, and also when I was based in Los Angeles, we were colleagues serving in a church together. Right now, they're presently pastoring a, a church in East Timor. So two weeks ago, they shared a testimony about this girl, Noemia. A four-year-old girl from a town in East Timor called Manufahi. She was born with that lump on one side of her face. 
So growing up, the kids would make fun of her because of the lump on her face. In the beginning of this year, the lump grew bigger and bigger and was inflamed. She was hospitalized for a few weeks. The doctors in East Timor didn't know what to do for her, so they arranged for her to have surgery overseas. So they waited a few months, and while she was in hospital and at home waiting for the surgery to be arranged, some missionaries went to her house, felt the leading of the Lord to go pray for her, and they went over a, a, a span of a few weeks, I think. <clears throat> and they went uh, like four or five times to pray for her. And each time they went to pray for her, the lump got smaller and smaller. And by the fourth and fifth time, the lump totally disappeared. The Lord just healed her completely. It's amazing. Look at look at this cute girl right now. That's how she looks like. Sweet, pretty, cute, enjoying the waters. The lump just disappeared. A miracle. God is at work. God has always been at work. He's at work today, and He will always be at work, looking after us. This morning, when I was、uh, driving to church and kind of just talking to God, singing, kind of praying, and all that, and I started singing this song called "The Waymaker," and I think some of you are familiar with the song. The chorus says. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop working. And and the chorus repeats itself. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. So in your situation right now, maybe you're not seeing the answer. Maybe you're not feeling it. Said、so, Lord, where are you? The situation looks the same, God. And I know of some people when the situation looks the same, they start getting really disappointed, and and when disappoint and disappointment if it keeps, if it remains, it becomes dejection. It might even become hopelessness. It might even turn into bitterness, and they start leaving, and going further and further away from God. Even when I don't feel it, God, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Why? Why did I share this testimony of Noemi to all of us? The word of God is true, but sometimes we need to see things happening. Then we realize, oh my God, yeah, God is at work. God is at work, and this only happened this year, right? A few months ago. God is such a good God, isn't He? Even when you don't feel it, even when you don't see it, God is still at work. Lift up our eyes. Let us lift up our eyes to the mountains. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord, Yahweh, the I Am that I Am, the Maker of heaven and earth. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you are interested in learning more about what we do here at FBC, please visit our website fbcamers.org. Also, consider subscribing to this podcast so you can get a notification when our weekly sermons are posted. Again, thank you for listening to this podcast. Have a great day.